Okay, guys, welcome to another Jesus Rant. Pastor Tom Carter, Word Without Walls Ministry. This is Season 3, Episode 38, The Nature of Love, Part 7. And I'm not 100% sure yet, but I think this might be the last part of this rant series. I think 7, you know, biblically is, is the perfect number. Um, I dug in really to a lot of what I wanted to dig into about what love is, the nature of love. You know, we started talking about how we have the love nature, our true nature, God's nature. And then we shifted a little bit and started talking about different aspects of what love is, how love is defined, uh, mostly from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the quote unquote love chapter in the Bible. And just, uh, which, which really is just a personality profile of Jesus, because, you know, God is love. That's what we're talking about. That's who we're talking about. And, uh, you know, with the understanding that the, the things that are true about God are the things that are true about us, because God lives in us. It's his heart beating with love in our chests. That's how we are able to love. We love because he first loved us. We love when we receive and release his love when we fill ourselves to overflowing with what he has already filled us up with. That's the divine order of things. You let God love you and then you love him back by loving the people that you come into contact with. So uh, we spent quite a few weeks looking at uh, really diving into uh, kind of the separate verses, some of the separate verses in first Corinthians 13. And I really wanted to get up to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like I said, I really wanted to get up to the the idea, the, the, the truth that love never fails because love endures. And that's what that's that's why I started this rant series. That was what was on my heart the whole time. Just the 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 never ending faithfulness of love. Like when when the Bible says that, you know, Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. That means that love will never leave us nor forsake us. And I think a lot of times when we get it so twisted is it's like we think love is giving, right? Like that's if, if you follow my ministry for any amount of time, that's one of the things that I believe and rant and preach and write about the most. Love is giving. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. But it seems like so many times it gets twisted so easily to the point where we think, I love you, so that means that you should give me. And that's never, ever, that's that's not love. I mean, it's just not. If you're trying to get something from somebody, it's not love. But if you're giving what you have to somebody, then that can be love. And I say it can be love because another one of my big building blocks is to me, the, the, the very powerful truth that says you can't give what you don't have and you can only give what you do have. By which I mean hurting people hurt people, but loved people love people. What you believe is inside of you is what will come out of you because it's your belief, it's your faith that gives it that power to come out of you. So... So in order to love, you have to first know and believe that you are loved because you can't give what you don't have and you can only give what you do have. And a lot of times 
people are looking for love. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of times and looking for love in all the wrong places, trying to find it externally and then bring it internally, trying to get something that we think we don't have. When again, the Bible says we love because he first loved us. Our love comes from the Father. He loves us, and that's what equips and empowers us to love him back by loving each other. But it all starts with him, with, with him. It all starts with God. It, it, it has to, because it, you know, love has to come from the source of love, which is God. So, so many times it's like we, we, we want to use that word or we want to use that, uh, principle or we want to use that, um, you know, idea of love to try to get something that we think we don't have. And that dooms us for failure because love is never about getting. Love is only ever about giving the love that you already have received from God, which again is why I say the divine order of things is to receive it and then release it. You don't just receive it just to receive it. I mean, there are benefits, obviously, to God loving us. There's benefits to, you know, anybody loving us. There's benefits to my son loving me when he tells me he loves me or when he gives me a hug or when he does, you know, uh, different, I call them labors of love to, to show that love. Yeah, obviously, there's benefits to that. But God loving us is not just for that benefit. God loving us is so that we can experience love in a deeper, more full way by releasing the love that we have received. So there are benefits to receiving it, but the ultimate goal is to release it. You feel love the most when you are giving it away, when you are loving others. So kind of, it, it feels like all of my life, I've been surrounded from my mom to my grandma. Uh, there's always been like little signs everywhere. Like uh, right now in my mom's fridge, I think she has one that says, you make my heart happy. And it was just always like, you know, uh, not to the same degree, but I'll, you know, that little cat poster where it's like, hang in there. And the cat's hanging on by his claw. It was, it, it was kind of like that, except almost like more spiritual things. And one that I always remember, a sign that I always remember everywhere in my life, like wherever I was, it seemed like that sign was there. It's, is the one that says, do small things with great love. And that's the idea that I want to, and I think I want to end this, this rant series on is just the idea that love more than anything else, because love is giving love is a verb. Love is an action word. And that's why, even though uh, I mostly use the New Living Translation, I love it in the King James when 1 Corinthians 13 refers to love as charity. Because to me, charity is love in action. Charity is when the rubber meets the road. Charity is when you actually do something for somebody to show them that they are loved. So that's what I want to talk about today. And, and again, I think I'm going to end this series today on, on, on this note. Uh, just the idea that that love has to be an action. If well, let me let, let's just get into some scripture. Let me read it, and then hopefully I can you know kind of dig into it again. And I am going to go to First Corinthians thirteen, and I'm going to read the first three verses of First Corinthians thirteen because uh, I think it says what I'm trying to say probably better than I can say it. So in the Bible, I'm reading out of the the heading in First Corinthians thirteen is. Love is the greatest. And then starting with verse one, it reads, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. 
If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Do small things with great love. Let people know that you're a disciple of Jesus by the love that you have for one another. That's what matters in this life. That's what matters in this world. That's why we were created. We were created to be loved and to love with that love, to be known and to know each other on that level. That's why the Bible talks about the deep calling out to the deep. It's the, the Jesus said, you know, Jesus identified himself as the light of the world. And he also identified us as the light of the world because it's the same light. That's why God is described in the scriptures as the father of lights. He's the father of lights and we are the lights that he's the father. It's, it's the light of love. And that light in me can connect to that light in you. And that's the, the, the really the, to me, that's the only real connection that we can have. So many times we want to try to, you know, uh, I don't know, like it, relationships can be so tricky because it's almost like we, once you get into a relationship with somebody and I'm, I'm not even necessarily talking about like a romantic relationship. I'm talking about like any kind of relationship, friendship, you know, whatever. It seems so easy to get them twisted and so easy to get them messed up. So easy to get selfish about them and try to get things from the other person or, you know, guilt them into things or, or uh, make them feel obligated to do things. And I, I can't stand any of that stuff. You know, uh, I, <laughs> In one of the Rocky movies, when when Rocky is arguing with his brother-in-law, he said uh, his brother-in-law Polly says something along the lines of, uh, "Why didn't you ever do this for me? I thought we were friends. Friends owe each other." He 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 was feeling bad because uh, Rocky took care of some of his other friends, but Polly didn't feel like Rocky was taking care of him. And Rocky said, "Friends don't owe. Friends do because they want to do." And to me, like, that's, that's pure love. It's doing it because you want to do it. I've, I've preached and ranted and written so much about doing things heartily, doing it to the best of your ability because it's in your heart to do it. That's why I think we should do the things that we do. Like, for example, I go to work because I love my son and, and, you know, I want to take care of him and I, I have bills to pay and responsibilities and all of those things. But like when my little brother asks me, he's like, man, how do you just get up and go to work every day? And I'm like, Logan likes to eat. So it's my responsibility to feed. I, I do it because I love my kid. Like he's my motivation for for working more than anything else. And, and, and to me, again, that's just a labor of love. That's just doing what I got to do in order to be able to love the people in my life that I love the most and care about the most. I, you know, uh, I once had somebody ask me, they're like, they said, what do you like to do? And I wasn't sure what they meant. And just the first thing that kind of spilled out of my mouth was, well, I, you know, I like to help people. I like to try to take care of people when I can. And I have found in my life, even when people don't know that I'm a pastor, because, you know, I don't necessarily advertise it. I have, in my opinion, I have a bunch of tattoos that that kind of shouted out pretty, pretty loudly. But sometimes people don't know that. And, and that's fine. I'm not hiding my faith, but I'm not trying to clobber anybody with it either. But uh, it seems like a lot of times people will come to me to talk. So the, the, the best way that I can love them is, you know, give them an ear to hear, give them a shoulder to cry on, give them uh, 
what 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 advice I can give them. You know, just being there for people, I think is 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 such an important way to love people because a lot of times we feel isolated. We feel alone. We feel like nobody understands us. We feel like nobody has ever been where we've been, even though everybody has. You know, this life is so individual, but it's so universal. We're all going through the same stuff. We're all just trying to get from the start of the day to the end of the day. And 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 that can be hard sometimes. It really can. So we need each other and we need those uh, those bonds. We need those connections. We need that relationship with each other where, you know, uh, especially if I can say, yeah, I've been there. I know exactly what you're going through and, and you may not get through it exactly the way I did, but I can help you along the way. I can, I can do for you what I can do for you, but that comes from love. If I'm, if, if I'm just, you know, blowing you off or, or, you know, we're going to look at it in a minute in the, in the book of James. Uh, but if I'm saying, yeah, you know, Good luck with that. I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. Sometimes that sometimes people need a lot more than that. Like I always say, there's some people in my life that if if they're going through something, I could probably send them a memory verse and they could probably, you know, draw strength from that and, and feel better. And there's some people who are like, I, I'm not reading the Bible. I'm never going to read the Bible. I don't care about the Bible. So I have to love them in a different way. I have to love them in a, uh, you know, almost a more uh, natural or, 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 uh, uh, kind of more practical way. But the fact is, is like, if somebody comes to you with a need and you can, and you can meet that need, you should like, that's love. I think it was, uh, I think it was John the Baptist when they asked him, what should we do? He said, if you got two coats, give one to somebody who doesn't have one. Like, it's that simple. If you see somebody who's hungry, feed them, like see a need and meet it. I've always thought that was the easiest way to love somebody is to see a need. And if you can meet that need, do it. You don't have to make it hard. You don't have to figure out if they quote unquote deserve love or not. If you see a need and you can meet it, meet it. It's that simple to me. So I mentioned the book of James. We're going to read chapter James chapter one, verses 19 through 27. And, uh, and this, the, the heading here for this section is called listening and doing, which is, which really is what I want to say today. God tells us that he loves us, right? Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. God tells us he loves us. And then we go do that love. You know, Jesus said in another place, he said, all these works that I've done, you're going to do and greater works than these. The whole point of Jesus ascending up to heaven after he died and was buried and rose again was so that the Holy Spirit, the comforter would descend from heaven and come and take up dwelling in us. The Holy Spirit lives in us, our love receptor, the spirit of truth that leads and guides us into all truth the ultimate truth that God is love and he loves you. The Holy Spirit is what empowers us and equips us to love with the love that we are loved with, to hear that still small voice inside of us that is God saying, I love you with every beat of his heart in our chest. We hear that word and then we go do that word. So it's listening and doing. And it's James chapter one, starting with verse 19. And it reads like this. Understand this. My dear brothers and sisters, you must be, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And man, that in itself will preach for a long, long time. Because uh, I found this again so many times. People don't listen to understand. People listen to respond. And a lot of times it's like they're not even listening. They're just waiting for their turn. It's, it's, it's a very rare thing 
to put aside your own self and your own ego and your own pride and to just listen to somebody else, to see where they're coming from, to understand their side of things and to give them what they need. But guys, that's what love is. I mean, at the bottom line, love is putting putting others first, esteeming others higher than yourselves, not getting mad at somebody because of the way they feel, not getting mad at somebody because even if it's a, a, a even if it's a miscommunication or you know a, a misunderstanding, be slow to anger, be slow to speak, listen, let them be who they need to be and let them be who they are and let them express themselves, listen to them, and then. You can find a way to get to where you need to get to. Because it says in verse 20, well, let me, I want to read that again. Verse 19, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness God desires. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. The word inside of you, when it comes out of you, has the power to save your soul. He planted that word in your heart. And the only thing the heart cares about is love, right? Guard your heart, for out of it comes the issues of life, or in my opinion, issue of life, which is love. And again, love, it's so multifaceted. It's so important. It's so big. We we, we literally can spend our entire uh, never-ending, eternal, everlasting life trying to get to the heart of the matter, which is the heart. We could spend our whole entire lives testing the height and depth and length and breadth of God's love for us and never get to the, the bottom of it, never never get to the outer edges of it because it's so big and it's so mind-boggling and it's so magnificent and it's so much better than we even think it is. Like It does not make sense for anybody or anything to love us the way that God loves us. But when we get a peek at it, when we get a tiny bit of it, when we begin to receive that love, that's when we can love each other. In in, in Even in a, a lesser fashion of God's love is still so much better than anything the world has to offer. Me loving you in my weakness, in, in, in my quote-unquote humanity, me loving you the best I can doesn't even compare to God loving us. He, his love for us is so great. And I mean, he literally laid his life down for us. He, he didn't just give his life for us. He gave his life to us because he wanted us to have it. He wanted us to experience that level of life, an abundant life. And the thing that makes the abundant life abundant is love. The, the, the word that God has planted in our hearts has the power to save our souls. And I don't think that means save from hell because you guys know how I feel about hell. I think it just means save in a moment. Save it from that anger. Save it from all the filth and evil in our lives. Save it from doing something unrighteous. Save it from doing something unkind. So verse 22 goes on to say, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away, and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. I believe it's the King James Bible that phrases it. I, I think it says, looking into the perfect law of liberty. God's law is not one that 
is meant to put us in bondage or slavery. God's law sets us free from bondage and slavery. And you know, I talk about this a lot too, like either way, Christ's love controls us because either we don't know that God loves us and we do everything that we can to get the love we think we don't have, or we do know that God loves us and we do everything we can to share that love because it's too good and too big and too powerful to keep to ourselves. So either way, it's all about love. Either you're trying to get what you think you haven't got or you're sharing what you know you have. If you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. And again, the 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 key to God's blessing is that he blesses you to be a blessing. He gives you so that you can give to others. It's it's again it's always it's about receiving and releasing. It's about uh, doing the do, doing what you can for others with what God has given you, filling yourself to overflowing with what God has filled you with so that you can experience it. You experience it in the receiving and in the releasing, and then so that others can experience it as they receive what you're releasing. So it says in verse 26, just to finish off the uh, passage here, if you claim to be religious, but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. I always say, you know, when people when people do find out that I have faith, that you know, they're, they're oh, you're religious? No, I'm not religious. I guess I'm probably spiritual. I love Jesus. But when you understand that pure and genuine religion in the sight of God means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. When you understand what religion is supposed to be, which is just simply righteousness, is simply holiness, simply loving people and taking care of them, caring for orphans and widows in their distress, like that shouldn't be hard. That should be something that everybody does without even thinking about it or worrying about it. Helping to take care of people that can't take care of themselves and refusing to let the world corrupt you. I believe it was Paul who wrote in another place, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you feel like you don't fit in in this world, that's okay because you're not supposed to. You're supposed to bring heaven to earth. And you do that by letting the heaven that's inside you come out of you. You do that by loving people, by spreading God's love into the world, by shining God's light into the world. And in that way, you, you can change the world. God's kingdom is an ever-expanding kingdom because wherever you go, his kingdom goes. Because the kingdom is simply the realm where the king rules and reigns. And, and, and that's you. Jesus, the king of kings, rules and reigns in you, which makes you a king and priest, to rule and reign on this earth. Like, that's how it works. That's the kind of authority we have. And I think that next week I might, I might pick up on our authority. Because that's an important thing to know. It's an important thing to know who we are and what we're capable of. And really what our, you know... Uh, I don't know if expectations is the right word, but yeah, maybe it is because, you know, with, with great power comes great responsibility to quote Spider-Man. So as Kings, I think we do have some expectations on us. I think we do have some things that we should be doing, but we'll, we'll save that for next week. Let's get through this week first. I have one more passage I want to read. It's Matthew chapter seven, and I want to read verses 24 through 27. And these are the red letters. This is Jesus talking. And uh, the heading here is building 
on a solid foundation. Jesus said in verse 24, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. And I want to talk about this real quickly too, is in the Bible, the winds that are beating against that in, in the Bible, most of the time, the wind is a type and shadow. The wind is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And, uh, you know, the rain, a lot of times is it's, it's a cleansing mechanism or a healing mechanism, healing rain, or, or, you know, uh, when Noah built the ark and the rains came and flooded the earth. So we always think of storms as like, something bad is happening. And that can be the case, but it doesn't have to be the case. Sometimes the the storm that comes, it, you know, it can be too much of a good thing, seemingly. It can be uh, success or, or, you know, I don't want to get in too far into this at all, but a lot of people want to pick on and tear down and uh, roll their eyes at the uh, like like mega church pastors, very successful ones. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to pick on anybody. Uh, but you know who I'm talking about. Ones that write books, ones that have TV programs, ones that uh, generate uh, a lot of money. Because it always seems to us like, uh, you know, people say money is the root of all evil because they think that's what the Bible says. When, when really what the Bible says is love of money is the root of all evil. It's not the money. Money is just a tool. You can do good things with money. You can do bad things with money. Money just, it, it is what it is. Love of money is when you get in trouble. Because if, if if you're doing what you're doing solely for the purpose of getting that money, like even when I go to work, I, I, I always tell people, I'm just here for the paycheck. But it's not about getting as much money as I can. It's about having the tools, again, to provide for my son, to take care of the things I need to take care of, to pay my bills and, you know, to buy groceries and all of those things. Uh, the money is, is, is the means to an end. If, 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 if you're preaching for love of money, then that's a problem. And that's what I think a lot of people think these, uh, uh, mega church pastors are doing. And I, I can't speak for them. I can't tell you if, if it is or it isn't. But my point is, is that sometimes even success will collapse your house. You know, you, you get too much of a good thing and you can't handle it. But when it talks about when, when Jesus says, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it's built on a bedrock. And that bedrock is listening to his teaching and following it. So if, if you have the solid foundation of receiving and releasing, then, then the rain and, and, and the winds, it, it won't be too much for you. It will fill you up so that you can empty yourself out and it will keep filling you up so you can keep emptying yourself out because you're built on that bedrock. Your house isn't going to collapse, even though uh, the things that uh, God has for you are coming and going, the house will stand firm and the house will stand strong. What I'm trying to say is when you're connected to the source of love, you don't ever have to worry about running out of love. You can love people as big and as hard as you possibly can, and God will keep filling you up with that love. So we don't have to worry about running out of it or we don't have to worry about lacking anything or anything like that. Uh, even when, uh, uh, you know, even when success comes, even when things are good, you don't have to worry about getting a big head. You don't have to worry about uh, being corrupted by those things because, again, it's you're, you're receiving them, but you're releasing them. 
That's following the teachings that you listen to. So he goes on in verse 26 and says, but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So that's the other side of it. If, if you're not built on a solid foundation, you can't handle anything. You can't handle success. You can't handle failure. You can't handle defeat. Your, 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 your house will collapse. And I don't, if you're built on sand, I don't think it's going to take much of, of anything to collapse it. So that's where we get into like this, this poverty mindset where, again, when you think you don't have anything and you're just trying to get what you think you don't have, that's, that, that runs you into so much trouble. You have to know the source. You have to know that God has given you everything that you need. We love because he first loved us. We can act in love because Jesus acted in love, because he went to the cross. Jesus said the greatest love a man can have is to lay his life down for his friends. And then he went to the cross and did that. He didn't just tell us what to do. He showed us what to do. He didn't just tell us what love is. He showed us what love is. He gave us that love. And that's why we are able to give it back to him by giving it to each other. And that, more than anything to me, is the nature of love. It's, it's, it's just giving what you've got. It's just letting what's inside of you come out of you. And the more you do it, the more natural it gets. You don't have to figure out if people deserve it or if people have earned it or anything like that. You can just be so full of love that it just comes out of you naturally. You don't even have to try to release it. It just, you're so full of it, you couldn't hold it in if you wanted to. You couldn't hold it in if you tried. So don't even try. Just let it out. Just let what let the light inside of you shine. Just let God's love that he has put in you come out of you. That's the nature of love. That's how we love. That's what love is for. And that's what love is about. Love is a verb. It's an action word. It's doing what you know to do. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty good end for this, this rant series. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the nature of love again. But I think next week we're going to talk about our authority. So don't miss it. See you next week. Okay, well, if you enjoyed that, I want to invite you to check out my website, jesusrant.com. You can get my daily rants on there. You can uh, get the my books that I've written on there. They're also on Amazon. I have an author's page on Amazon. Um, I've written a lot of books. I'm pretty proud of them. You can order them. I try to keep them cheap because I don't like to pay a lot of money for books, and I don't think people should have to pay a lot of money for mine. So check that out. Um, if you want to support the podcast itself, you can find it on anchor.fm. If you just search for Jesus Rant, um, you can support it monetarily. You can support it by uh, liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it. And you can, you can support it, excuse me, by word of mouth, by telling people about it, uh, helping other people listen, find it and listen to it. And uh, thank you once again, as always, for spending your time to listen to it to uh to help me to get the word out which you know as we know by now is is my heart is just getting this word out word without walls ministry um so just thank you for your support i love you and there's nothing you can do about it amen